G'day, I'm Morgan Evans, and welcome to Selkirk On Serve, a pickleball podcast presented by Selkirk Sport. With interviews and insights, news and announcements, we're here to take the pulse of pickleball. Pickleball, by every measure I can think of, is a success story. You only have to look at the 2018 Nationals as a measure of that success. My guest today works tirelessly to promote pickleball at the recreational level and also raise the standards of the professional game. Since 2013, he's been the USA Pickleball Association Executive Director. It's my privilege to welcome Mr. Justin Maloof. Hey Morgan, how are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Can't complain. Have you uh, recovered from, from the Nationals? Uh, certainly trying. It was a it was a great event this year, but uh, yeah, there was a lot that that went into it, and uh, certainly had a lot of uh, of post event recap. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a blast, uh, a lot of work, but but certainly we uh, we had a, a good time putting it on. So j- just from uh, from your perspective, the USAPA's perspective, can you talk to us a little bit about the significance of the Indian Wells Tennis Garden hosting uh, the Nationals for the first time? Oh sure, you know during my six years as USAPA executive director, uh, I think our partnership with the Indian Wells Tennis Garden is perhaps the single most important initiative I've been involved with to date. Level of professionalism, I think, was really unlike uh, anything our sport uh, has experienced. And, you know, given the spectator amenities, I think it will eventually enable us to transition the event, which has been up to this point very much a player-driven event, to what will become a true spectator-driven event. The crowds this year were certainly much larger than any previous uh, nationals that we've had. Uh, obviously, given the size of the venue, we certainly have the ability to grow into that space with a with a lot more spectators. And certainly, the locker room facilities for the top players was incredible, uh, and really just everything. I mean, the parking, the Margaritaville bar and restaurants, the live entertainment, uh, the grounds themselves, with the seating on every court restroom facilities, the shade parks, you know, I mean, we really just, everything about the event, we just couldn't have been uh, more pleased this year. And then uh, I think too, we've got to talk a little bit about the, the broadcast coverage. We had a total of 17 hours of live streaming on ESPN3, then another nationally televised one hour show that aired on uh, on ESPN News. So, and anyone all that missed the ESPN uh, show, that's actually going to re-air uh, on Saturday, December 22nd at, at 1 p.m. Eastern. So that's still uh, an opportunity for people to, uh, to to see what occurred this year at Nationals. We still had the 17 hours of the live streaming on ESPN3, and that's also still available. So if anybody missed any part of that, all of that coverage um, is available for on-demand viewing now. Um, and you can uh, you can. Uh, get that information on on how to connect to ESPN3 from the event website, which is usapickleballnationals.com. So anyways, I just, I I think that the, just the amount of exposure uh, that we got from the broadcast, uh, certainly word of mouth from the players and the spectator that were there this year. uh, I think it's going to certainly help us with the perception that pickleball is, you know, is, is a senior only activity. And while, you know, senior play is certainly still very much a a large part of our sport, it is important for us to finally start to showcase the fact that pickleball, you know, is a highly competitive sport that's played at a very high level by athletes with incredible talent. Look, it it was certainly uh, an event that's going to springboard 
the the sport into greater and greater heights from my perspective as a player and coach um, and from everyone I, I spoke to it's it's set a serious benchmark going forward um, and certainly um, surpassed any any expectations um, that I had and, and I think a lot of the other players um, now given that obviously it's the first year of uh, the tournament being at um, India Wells Tennis Garden. Uh, any takeaways, anything you think that can be improved upon um, in years to come? Well, certainly. You know, anytime you host an event that's in a new city, you've got a new venue and so on, there's certainly going to be some challenges and, and learning curve for, uh, for all parties. We had a, an entirely new crew of volunteers. Um, we had new volunteer team leaders, a lot of new faces within the, the referee group and of course the the staff at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden uh, were certainly brand new to the sport so you know uh, what I will say is that they were uh, the staff there was just phenomenal they were unbelievable uh, to work with you know again they were they were new to the sport but they're certainly well versed in putting on large events and doing so at a very high level. They do the BMP Paribas Open, which is, you know, that's their primary event, which draws over, you know, half a million people, which I think is the second highest attended tennis tournament in the world. So while we certainly have a ways to go to grow, you know, the uh, the event, uh, they certainly understand uh, how to ensure that the player and the spectator experience of our national championships are done um, at the highest level of professionalism. So, you know, I think with that said, you know, we've got some, uh, we do have a few things, I'll call them tweaks really more than anything major. I think, uh, you know, at least the feedback that, that we've gathered from the players and the spectators were there. Like you said, I mean, we're really, you know, blown away by the, uh, by the event and the facility itself. So we'll we'll make some adjustments to uh, to improve next year. You know the the, the stadium court, while it was unbelievable and the, the setup was great, I think we we've, we've got some ideas to uh, you know just to ensure that we've got larger concentrations of, of people that are in there on uh, on those top matches. But aside from that, I mean, I think I think the event was a home run for a, for especially for a year one event. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. And um, you know what you mentioned about that that main stadium, um, that was the only thing that uh, I was receiving feedback as well. People hoping that um, somehow they were going to be able to get that full um, for most of the uh, the stadium matches. I know that's a that's an easier thing uh, said than done. Um, with any luck, that'll get easier and easier as as it becomes more of a, a spectator-driven sport as well. That'll happen uh, kind of, kind of organically. Um, but certainly would look good yep. for the cameras if we can pull it off for next year. Um, so $75,000 was the, the prize purse. Um, it's no short amount of change. It was the largest purse in the history of the game. Do you see that trend increasing? Uh, we always... Um, prize money, not only for this event, but really for any sporting event, is, is tied directly to uh, to sponsorship. Uh, and for those that were uh, that were there this year, they first, certainly saw firsthand uh, that, that we had tremendous sponsor uh, support this year. Certainly, Margaritaville and their Latitude brand as the title and the presenting sponsors. Um, but we also had, you know, City of Indian Wells, Pickleball Central, <laughs> you guys, Self, uh, Head Mueller, uh, Sports Medicine, and Franklin Honda. I'm, I'm probably missing a couple, but um, you know, having that level of sponsor participation, uh, that certainly um, allowed 
the opportunity for us to dramatically enhance the overall event experience, uh, uh, you know, with food and beverage options, the live entertainment, fan interactive experience, uh, the ESPN broadcast, um, you know, just everything. So, you know, certainly the $75,000 cash purse was a byproduct of this as well. Uh, and we certainly feel that given, you know, the success of this year's tournament and the amount of interest and excitement that, that this year's event has already generated, we certainly feel that sponsor participation for next year's tournament is going to be even greater. Um, so obviously the USAPA is not just about the nationals. It's got a lot, uh, a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. Could you tell me a little bit about the importance of uh, the ambassadors, what, what they do to help grow the, the grassroots level of the sport? Oh, sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, the USAPA ambassador program certainly credited for growing the sport at the grassroots level. When I became the executive director in 2013, I think we had about 600 ambassadors at the time. And I, that, that uh, today, that number is uh, it's either at or at this point has surpassed 1,900. So, you know, we've made some, uh, some significant growth with regards to our ambassador core. These are the folks that, uh, again, they're all volunteers and they do represent uh, our boots on the ground and by looking for new locations in their area, establishing or assisting with free outreach clinics, helping out with local tournaments. These are really the, the, uh, the folks that are uh, the best contacts we have for growing the game at the local level. In fact, if you go to our website um, under our ambassador menu, um, we've got a pretty cool feature uh, that's called ambassador search. Um, and this feature really allows anyone from the general public to search the ambassador network simply by selecting a particular state or a city or entering in a zip code. Um, and this will populate a list of ambassadors that, uh, that will meet that search criteria. Uh, so this way, the public has an excellent resource tool for identifying and reaching out to local ambassadors if they need help with, you know, a new program or they just have a, a question or two about about pickleball. So that uh, ambassador search tool really makes it easy for uh, for folks to connect. I know personally, um, I used to run quite a lot of tournaments in this area, and there was one ambassador uh, close by, Mr. Dean Mangione. Um, who I, I just couldn't believe how helpful he was. Every single time I'd run a tournament, he would be there with a host of people taping lines for me. Um, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Never, never asking for anything in return. Um, it, it was quite astonishing, uh, the kind of level of support I felt, and I kind of assumed if, if, that, if that was um, happening from him and it was happening all around the country, then you know, this sport is just bound to uh, keep growing leaps and bounds. Agreed, yes. Um, so I'm sure they're helpful in this next part as well, but can you tell me a little bit about what, um, what the current plans are from the USAPA uh, to help introduce the game to more juniors? I think, I think we can all agree that children are the future, as they say, um, and our chances of becoming a more widely accepted sport uh, on the world stage kind of relies on uh, um, you know, how we how we develop junior talent and have schools, colleges starting to really embrace the sport. What's, what's happening in that area? 
we certainly understand that in order to sustain the long-term growth uh, that we're experiencing now, you know, we really need to introduce the sport to kids you know, all, over, all over the nation. One, one encouraging sign that we're seeing is that pickleball is being introduced organically within you know, schools and school districts, which is great. However, we want to play a more active role and a more di- have a more direct role uh, with regards to what is happening in schools and this involves that uh, establishing like a standardized teaching tool and methodology for educators at the various level this includes you know k through 12 and, and even at the collegiate level you know so to, to accomplish this we're actually in process of hiring some full-time staff to spearhead these initiatives uh, on our behalf and these are people that we're looking at right now that have success in rolling out uh, such educational programs on a national level. So I'm certainly excited uh, what this will mean for our junior development programs and, uh, again, the ability for us to, uh, to grow uh, junior participation really um, at all levels. So, you know, to complement this, we also, we talked about the ambassadors there a bit ago. We now have a, a core group of ambassadors that are called educational ambassadors. Our goal is really we want to have at least one for each of the 11 USAPA regions just for starters. But these will be the people that will help us with regional input, uh, you know, what's happening in their area, because obviously, you know, it's different. Uh, what's happening in one part of the country might be different from another. So, you know, we want to have that input. We want, we need people on the ground to help us with rollout of the various uh, educational programs that we currently have in the works. And then this past year, we did the partnership with uh, with AAU or the the Amateur Athletic Union, and that's designed to introduce you know some co-branded junior pickleball leagues, which really is extremely important because. Uh, um, our strategy, again, is to introduce you know, pickleball to kids within the schools, but we really need to establish after-school opportunities where these kids can go plug in and participate with, with peer groups. And we think that that structure environment that, uh, that AAU has uh, can certainly help us you know, fast-track and get these, these junior leagues launched uh, all over the country. And that way, again, we've got sort of an outlet for, you know, once those kids that come through uh, the school system and are, and are introduced to pickleball through those PE programs, now we've got the ability to steer them into an after-school opportunity where they can engage and, and participate in a, in a more you know, structured uh, environment. Are they are they typically um, operating in or out of uh, YMCA facilities, or is it a whole different? I'm, I'm fairly uh, new to the uh, AAU. Right. Yeah. A, uh, certainly, YMCA's are part of it, but um, they've got a lot of uh, various community centers. Uh, they utilize some of the school facilities themselves for after school activity. So again, they've got a they've got an existing uh, infrastructure that includes facilities, that includes um, staff, it includes volunteer network. You know, they've got a, uh, a oh a junior membership right now of over seven hundred thousand. So you know, the ability to market the sport to their existing uh, members and you know get get those kids to also uh, you know at least you know, take a look uh, at pickleball and what it has to offer. And, you know, it could be a compliment as a, you know, a training situation for, for sports, whether it's, you know, kids that are currently playing basketball or, you know, AAU volleyball or whatever, uh, that pickleball can certainly be, you know, a compliment to, uh, to those activities as well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen in a number of sports, it often just takes um, one or two kind of superstars, so to speak, 
uh, to really kind of ignite a generation of players. Um, Bjorn Borg did it for tennis yep. in uh, uh, in Sweden, for example, um, and then uh, you know his effect was carried on for decades and decades. Um, right. You know, I, do you think in the not too distant future, someone like uh, Tyson McGuffin or Ben Johns, uh, Simone Jardim, you know, can actually be seen by the masses um, and looked up to by a generation of kids? I mean, it, it, are they necessarily going to have to be on the box of Wheaties um, to do that? Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, certainly within the the world of pickleball, you know, we do have some, some name players that are uh, that are certainly recognizable and becoming you know stars within the sport part of the challenge is obviously uh, is to get those athletes recognized outside of the pickleball world and certainly things like national broadcasts and ESPN and and then you know coordinating those broadcasts with uh, branded marketing you know where you're seeing you know players synonymous with certain brands and companies that are part of their of their ad campaigns, you know, that's certainly going to add to just the, 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 the recognition and, and uh, bringing those top athletes more into the mainstream. Okay, well, it sounds like it's, you've got it all under control there. Um, now, we've talked a little bit about the Nationals and, uh, and some development in the youth uh, department of growth, um, but it's obviously been a, a huge year for the USAPA and a few other um, avenues as well. The uh, the PPR and the ratings were two other uh, main programs you kind of introduced this year. I'm sure they were years in the making. Um, are there anything more you know in the future? Obviously, those those uh, are going to take some more work. Um, the PPR joining forces with the USAPA was big, as was the um, the ratings program that has has launched. Uh, I feel successfully. Um, you know. Any any changes to those? Are there any new things coming up in 2019? Well, certainly. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned, I mean, 2018, that, this was a huge year for us this year where we did establish or launch a number of key uh, partnerships, you know, Indian Wells certainly being uh, being one of those. And I, I touched on the AAU partnership a little bit. And, you know, you just mentioned the ratings program uh, and then certainly, you know, PPR. Uh, all of those things, I would say, you know, even if we had launched just one of those this year would have made this year a tremendous success. The fact that we had four of them is, you know, I think quite, uh, quite an accomplishment. But again, we, you know, we can't stand pat. So we certainly have a couple of uh, a couple of neat things that that are in the works. I, I'm unfortunately not going to be in a position to really say much more than that right now. We do have our work cut out for us, however, just with you know now that we've got those strategic uh, initiatives that we just uh, touched on. You know now that those are launched, you know now we've got to we've got to foster those. And and I mentioned earlier we've got some uh, we've got some some additional full time staff that will be joining the USAPA, and and we need that. You know I mean it's great to have these 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 things that are you know that are in essence completed at this point. But now is when the real work begins. Um, so you know we've got uh, we've got a, a, a tremendous workload ahead of us for for 2019. And again, and that's just you know to to facilitate what we've uh, what we've done this year. And then again, we've got a couple of irons in the fire, so to speak, right now for some new initiatives for 2019. What I will one of the initiatives 
you know, uh, the, the website. You know, we've been making tweaks. Well, we launched the new, uh, what was the new website back in 2014. It was one of the first things that I was involved with in, in joining USAPA in 2013. But here it is. I mean, now, you know, we're rolling into 2019 and, you know, it's like, wow, we, we really, you know, we could really use a new website. So we've, we've made some inroads with some of our, um, some of the components within the website, you know, we, we relaunched or redid places to play and actually made that a standalone site last year. Um, that was a big initiative for us. A year before that, we did the Member Leap program, which was an entirely new database system for membership uh, renewal and, well, registration and renewal, uh, online member profiles, a corresponding member app. That was a big one, but now, you know, well, and then the national championships website this year, which was mm. brand new and really was, was uh, done to a very high level. In fact, it's in essence, if you look at the BNP Paribas open website and the USA pickleball national championships website, in essence, it's the same. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really, you know, a lot of the components and the layout and whatnot are, are, uh, are, are very similar. So, you know, we're very proud of that, but, but just the, the, the main website is one thing that, that we really want to make some, uh, some strides on. So anyways, a lot of things in the works and yeah, the, uh, having some additional staff, to help us grow and even explore more opportunities, you know, that are all obviously designed to propel, propel uh, pickleball into the mainstream really like never before. Yeah. So you've been on, uh, you've been on board for uh, five plus years now, you know, can the sport rest easy at night knowing that you're going to stay on for another five or 10? Well, I, I would hope so. I mean, I've certainly enjoyed my time. It's, uh, you know, the growth is certainly exciting. Just, Looking back, I mean, and certainly I don't want to, you know, draw everything back to nationals, but looking where, you know, nationals was even just, you know, <laughs> a few years ago, and then certainly what we built it up to uh, last year, and then just seeing the monumental leap this year. And I think that in a sense is kind of a microcosm of, of what's happened uh, with the sport. I mean, what I'm seeing today versus where was, you know, when I came on board six years ago, I mean, it's really like night and day. I mean, I came on board, we had, gosh, about 4,000 members. And last month we just topped 30,000. So that's a 650% increase in wow. membership uh, just in, in the time that I've been involved. So, you know, and again, I, there's a lot beyond just USAPA, but I mean, just the sport of pickleball as a whole is just, you know, seeing growth like unprecedented. So, you know, uh, I, I know that that's what energizes me and, and, uh, and gets me excited each day. And, you know, it just seems like the, the, the more the, the game progresses, uh, it, it's really just been like a snowball effect. And it's just one initiative then just kind of opens a door for another initiative. And we certainly, again, think that the Nationals this year, just the amount of exposure, the credibility, that that's really going to, you know, open up some doors that we're not even thinking about right now. Mm. Certainly, I think if uh, if the Nationals was the thermometer to take the temperature of the sport, um, which I think it, you know, it, it pretty much was, um, then the, the game's on fire at the moment, and uh, I imagine it's only going to get bigger and better. Um, so, on that note, uh, I'd like to thank you for your time. That was um, an educational experience. It was fantastic to uh, get a good recap of Nationals, um, see where the sport's been and where it's heading. Um, and what the uh, the governing body is doing to help us. 
Justin Maloof, the Executive Director of the USAPA. Thank you so much. Thank you, Morgan. Appreciate it. Pleasure having you, mate. Cheers.